the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken has the day off, hopefully sleeping in and resting. Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you doing today? I am well, but I, I'm wondering. I love the weather. I love the weather. Nice, I, too, cool also night. love the weather as I well. I, too? Yeah. Which two? Why are you sitting there with your arms crossed like that? You look a little... An attitude. I have an attitude. Yeah, why? Uh, How's that? Well, Well, that's better, but what is... listen to you for the last half hour. Oh, hey now. I didn't mean that. Hey now. Are you walking home today? Are you walking home today? supposed to be your inside voice part. Yeah, sorry. Good morning, gentlemen. The weather's been... We've had a nice turn in the weather, have we not? We have indeed. Is that it? A little rain, and then we had nice... Yeah, I was a little disappointed in our... Hurricane, Rain, tropical storm, tropical depression. I was the only thing that got depressed from that depression. <laughs> was there not enough water for you? Not enough water at no, my I house. Hate, hate but you. Sunday, Sunday midday, I drove out to Takati because I saw oh, the okay. radar. Some cool. Big, and it was raining out there. And that fire that was out, the, the Border yeah. 32 fire or whatever, when they closed down the port of entry a couple of weeks ago. Right. I see why. Because it, it burned... On both sides of of the 94 at the turnoff to go to the Takati. There was no place, no no way to get anywhere. So for clarity here, you drove out there just to see rain? Chasing the rain, yeah. I don't want to say that because only someone of lesser intelligence would do such a thing, (laughs) especially in a burn area where there could be runoff and problems. So I would not ever do such a thing. Recommend. Um, but I may have found myself out there and there were minor debris flows across the road, small rocks and things, and there had been paths made through them by cars ahead of me so I didn't have to actually hit any of the rocks. They were you think all those people also went just to see rain? Or no, they, they, they actually had, they had, had a, a purpose. purpose. Okay. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I would normally be sitting over there yeah. calling me out for this, but it's you today. Is that why you had attitude? And you didn't even know I was going to talk I, about that. I had that. no idea you were going to oh, say that. It was neat. It was nice out there, and there didn't seem to be too many debris flows. But that took me down Barrett Lake Road, which reminded me, what, 20-plus years ago, Ellsworth Shumway bought 
a couple hundred fruit trees from us to plant on property he bought out there. And okay. what was really striking about that, he put in a well and Aside did all Aside from that. his name. Ellsworth Shumway? Yeah, that's an interesting name. It was George's brother. Shumway, George Shumway. Anyway, they were a staple in the Portland yeah, area. Exactly. Um, but I couldn't find the property. But what struck me about that, all the way out there, was across from his property, was a property that had bananas growing on it. And I thought it was way too far east and that they would freeze. Freeze, but they, seemed but to they do come back quite well. But I couldn't find any of them. And it was very, anyway. Stop looking at <laughs> me like stories. that. Yeah. Stop looking at me with that tone of voice. Stop it. At, yeah. But the weather, ha- oh, that's right. That's what we were talking yeah. about. We were talking about It was disappointing. Weather. I was expecting a significant amount of rain. And as usual, those tropical remnants disappoint. Well, in I, Southern California. I think it Me. helped a bit. It was cooler. And we talk about this you know, a bit. There was moisture on the leaves. There was some moisture on the ground. Not a lot, but enough to help keep the sprinklers off for we an did. extra couple days. So. Correct. Absolutely correct. correct. And the overcast, even though it was still warm, took the edge off of the sun. So backing off on water was great. And now, think I think mean, it's so cool this morning. I had to use a blanket last night with the door open and yeah, all the air coming through. Good but it's flow, nice but and yes. it's supposed to stay cool like this through most of the week and then warm up to just mildly warm mm-hmm. so a good week to save some water after i left water on the well, you, a couple weeks before again and yeah i got my water bill this week yeah it was disgusting have you heard of mulch yeah i you know what <laughs> i'm glad you asked me that yes i have now you were you just did a yard doctor up near our house the other day yeah, have, we're not going there yet. You should have. I know, but you should have swung by and Saw looked at how the oh, mulch seen and how, it should, how it should be done. Yes, you were you were four houses away. You should have stopped by. Wow. Yes, I should have, but I wasn't invited, and so well, I, didn't I was want at to work. So well, you could have invited me to drop by and take a look at your mulch. I should have done that. I apologize. I accept your apology, but I did take your advice, and I went and put extra mulch around. Um, and I took the advice of our speaker last week and ground up some leaves that were just around. I, I ran them over with the lawnmower and okay. took that mulch and put it around. I doubled the mulch on my avocado tree, and it seems to have made a difference. It may have something to do with the weather cooling down, but it seems to have made a difference. So people can start backing off on the frequency of their waterings. Right. I would still maintain the duration so that things get soaked, but... It's it is time to start slowing down. As you know, we head towards the autumnal equinox, which is next week, Thursday. I think it's six oh three p.m. Pacific time. I gave you a homework assignment, George Allman. You did, but I, I have to tell you, to be fair, I didn't do it at home. So <laughs> I gave you an assignment, George Allman. Go. I'll just rephrase it. So since the Summer solstice, which was the 21st approximately of June. Of June, correct. The longest day of the year. The Do we day. agree on that? In yeah. the Northern Hemisphere. Supposedly, in the Northern yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good good point. Uh, how many minutes of daylight have we lost since then to now? Well, I'll do it this way. We lost one hour and 59 minutes. So just, that's shy, al- just shy of two that's hours. That's almost wow. two hours. Wow. That's a big difference. It is. It's shorter days. That's very sad. And now we're headed... How many more? I didn't give you that homework assignment. I won't. Well, it's gonna. It's going to keep you know dropping off until we get to December, allowing things to stay cooler. Cooler. All right. Days. Yep. 
Um, so that's your weather update, your daylight update. In case you didn't know, it's getting darker outside earlier. Much earlier. Um, do we have any classes coming up? We do have classes coming up, in fact, as we typically do. So in San Diego at 9 a.m., we have Brigitte from San Diego Seed Company, and she's going to be uh, – you know what? I, she's, I assume she's going to do her standard you know, seed starting classes for autumn. At this time of the year, it be for autumn crops. You but know. you don't know? But I don't know. It's just San Diego Seed Company is what we're titled. Oh, because you did not talk to Brigitte. And for not. those of you who do not know her, she's kind of a big deal. And she's a great speaker, and she's and she's got a, a lot of good YouTube videos on her website to help you uh, with your gardening. And we're actually going to uh, have her coming to the Poway store in the spring. That's at 9 a.m. at Walter Anderson Nursery in San Diego. That is correct. And at 9.30 in Poway, there'll be Winter Rose Care with Mutt and Jeff. Mutt and oh. Jeff, Click and Clack, David and George. Which one are... Who are you going to be and who should I be for oh, this well, one? we'll surprise them. Okay. What do we do for winter care? Here's the giveaway, right? You don't do no, anything. No, we're not. We can't no, tell. We, they well, have the people come. that can't come in, you just, you just, we don't do anything, right? Is that the basic premise of the class? That is the basic premise of the yeah. class. Okay. The things that we have fought all season long, the insects, the the disease. The and, the, yeah. Yes, all of the all of that. The tip is, don't worry about it now. In another month right. and a half, two months, all. three yeah. months, four months, sometime around December or January, you're going to cut it all back, spray Correct. it, and so don't worry about it. The key is don't worry about it. Okay, and then next week, September 24th, next week, we have Fox Farm uh, products with Corey Hansen. Hansen, Corey Hansen. We'll be talking about all their products. Where is that? The San Diego store, 9 a.m., and okay. then in Poway at 9.30, Edible Landscapes with Chuck McClung. Oh, wow. That'd be a good class. Yeah. Chuck is very knowledgeable, has a master's in botany, so he's one of the, the brains that teach things for us. He he is yes. a wonderful source of, of information, and he, he presents it well. Yeah. He does indeed, absolutely. I'm a good presenter, but I have no, I have no wealth of knowledge <laughs> to share, but I can present it. In a, in a somewhat usable format. Somewhat. Is that it? That's it. Those are our classes coming up. Thanks, George. I need another two minutes out of you. Do you want me to tell you what's coming? Well, I can't because it's not posted yet for October. Oh, all right. <laughs> if you would like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170. Um, have you begun? Did you change any irrigation this week? I'm going to have to go back to that since you didn't dry out the class schedule <laughs> no. long enough. And Perhaps I don't you have started that. it too early, the class schedule. Um I didn't, but I did turn the water back on, and yesterday they, they cycled on for the first time since the rain. So I, I haven't changed any of the timings yet, but they had been off for about a week. Marky? Yeah. I, Nothing? I, no, I don't have – I have a little system, but I, for the most part, will hand water or, or not. Yeah, I so. have a system. And my system consists of me hand-watering most of the time right. or turning on sprinklers and turning right. them off. That is my system. The, the only thing that we have to hand-water are the house plants, which are our porch plants. We have right. porch plants that are in pots. And then we have a number of – Capri calls my, my Ramona section um, because I have a lot of pots with starts in it, you know, at plants that are either I've, I've been nursing or I started from seed or, or grafted. And they're in a – those things are, need hand-watering because they're in pots. You gotta heal the hurts. We're yeah, I'm, I'm not much of a water. I have some things that are suffering a little bit, but uh, I have a cooler bunch of, weather's helping. It that's is for sure. I have some grafted fruit trees that are growing well, and I have a 
some Kai apples. Are you familiar with the Kai uh, apple? I'm I'm debating whether to go back to the Ramona comment, <laughs> but I'll just I, I'll move it, forward. It's, a, it's an internal joke. It's quite uh, it's it's fun. As someone who lives in Spring Valley, I could, we could also say the Spring Valley section. Anyway, is that what no, you're I'm not oh. going to say that. I'm not going. I am not going <laughs> to say that. I am not even going to think about that. But I've been watering diligently every day. But I have not had to this last week. It's been very nice to have it. I have a bunch of container plants and orchids hanging in and under a tree in the backyard. And they're starting to bloom. The cattleyas are blooming right oh, now. Oh, that's that I don't know if they're supposed pretty. to. Yeah. But they, they look good. They're not as fragrant as I would have liked. That Hoya's flower. Well. That, that's good. Yeah. That's one of those super duper popular plants now. Yeah, because all of a sudden I walk. Are you growing it inside or outside? Mark? Outside. Okay. It gets most of the day sun, and they just, they're doing wonderfully well. Nice. Flowering too. Two of them. I just want to say to you too, I appreciate you because you have gotten us through those last two minutes that I needed to get uh, through. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. And we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken has the day off. Um, did you want to... Well, when we were talking about the Ramona thing, I wanted to be clear that was a... It, it, our yard in some spots looks like a farm. It looks like a rural area with pots and things growing everywhere. It wasn't, you know, a slide on Ramona people. I appreciate <laughs> you clarifying that because I was dragging you down into the gutter where I hang out, and I apologize to you and yours for for <laughs> associating you with that same uh, situation that I would do. And you would. I oh, yeah. definitely I would. Um, should we go to the phones before we go to the Hoyas and houseplants? Let's. Uh, I need to click on this correctly. Dallas and Escondido. Good morning. Hey guys, how you doing? So far, so good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I was in Point Loma two days ago and visiting a friend, and he is outside in his house, some plants lining the drive. There's this white, sticky, cottony stuff on the underside of leaves. What is that? Was it on a hibiscus? I think it might have been. Sounds like... It's just a a massive amount of white, stringy, cotton-looking string. Yeah, it sounds like white fly. Uh, and, and the one that is the most prevalent and that shows up the uh, is most visible is giant white fly, which is followed by that stringy, uh, waxy coating. Stuff, yes. right. Exactly. Yeah, it's really sticky when you touch it. Right. That's yeah. what it is. And, and what, how do you get rid of it, or do you? What you do, 
uh, depends on your your approach. If you're if you're not an organic guy, there are a number of products that you can put in the soil that are systemic that will go in and, and fight from the inside, and then otherwise you can spray with any of the uh, uh, pesticides that are listed for flowers. Have you ever tried the worm castings? I have used worm castings, castings rather, and it ha- and it has worked successfully. You yeah. would not recommend it for that because it's not on the it's label, not on but the you label, have but used, used it and it has castings. worked. Yes. Correct. Worm castings are basically worm manure, and it has something to do with the chitons in the the makeup of the insect. But if you put that down as a mulch around your plant, it helps reduce the populations, in my case, to zero on hibiscus. Uh, And if you don't care what you spray on your plants, what, what would you use? I'll let David if I don't care. David does the I don't care what I spray. Because <laughs> I don't care. Um, I would use the either Bonide 8 or the Bayer Rosenflower Rose, spray. That's what I would use. The, the, it has a systemic anacontact in it. That, that's what I would use. Or the, the systemic soil drench. But the worm castings do a very good job. It's good and for they, the soil. They yeah. really help the soil. So I would encourage you in this instance not to listen to me and to listen to George. Okay, so worm casting, where do I buy this magical substance? Uh, coming out the back end of worms. Right. <laughs> uh, we sell it in bags at both locations, and it is called. they are called worm castings, and they're... Go ahead. I was going to say, and you do want to treat it. So if you if you want to do the if you want to go with an organic approach, you can spray insecticidal soap or horticultural oil or neem oil to help eradicate them off the leaves while you allow the worm castings to work their magic in the soil. Thank you. All right. well, Thanks very much for it, the call, Dallas. Yep. You have a good day. Okay. Bye bye. I have no experience with playing squash. Have either of you ever played squash before? No. All right. Well, I've been to we're a gonna... squash place that had a, a a bar in there, but I've never played. All right. Squash. Well, we're going to go to El Cajon. Phil has some questions about squash. Good morning, Phil. Oh. Good morning. I'm in San Diego between National City and uh, Spring Valley. You know, that's what it says on here, but I don't know why I said El Cajon. That's where Pamela is. She must have been confused. Yeah. But go, go ahead. What's your squash question? Well, it is 620. We're confused. Um I have uh, raised beds, and there's at least five of them that I'm planting a variety of vegetables. Squash has been for six months. The squash grows about uh, three feet long, and then the plant dies. Every now and then, one or two squash come out of it. For the past 10 years, I've been doing this same process and had wonderful, overwhelming numbers of zucchini and yellow squash, etc. Is there something new that is killing my squash? I haven't really changed. I'm, I'm pretty procedural, and I haven't changed the amount of water, fertilizer. I, I do general routine taking care of vegetable garden process, and the squash just seem not to go anywhere. Hmm. And you are said there, you know, is there, raised beds? Is there a squash well, bug? I, I there is a squash bug, and a squash bug will, in fact, um, damage and destroy a plant. But you would, I think, you would see them on there. How? How? What's the decline? What, what's going on with the plant? Well, it uh, it grows to two or three feet long, maybe, and then the leaves 
go from nice green to a yellow and dry out brown. And then the vine, the vine goes yellow, and then it dries up and shrivels. Well, squash bug could be the problem, but I would submit to you that this year has been a little bit warmer and drier than most, and so if by chance you did the same protocol, it may not have been enough. Um, I am assuming when you say you're pretty regimented on how you prepare that the soils have been rebuilt and uh, right. okay then I, I would think either your bug and or maybe just a simple my go-to water water powder. yeah well and and i check the water around the root area is damp i i am watering every day but it's measured out about uh four or five ounces of water at four and at six in the morning. And then I give them a drink at four in the afternoon because it's been a warm day, but it's all on drip and it goes just right to where the roots are. Uh, you know, sometimes when the plant dies, I pull it and the root system looks just fine. And some, it looks like it's kind of been not eaten, but just it dissolved like all the rest of the vines. I, I I'm just puzzled and I've tried all varieties of squash. I've gone to three different nursery providers of six packs and planted six, and one never gets past a foot. The other five go to about three feet, but they all die. Well, if you've had success in the past, then you you know you know what yeah. you have been you know you clearly know what you were doing. I would look at two things, and, and that would be the water. It has been warmer, and so water just at the roots, you, you may want to expand that a little bit and increase that 360 degrees out a little further from the from the plant, number one. That would be in the absence of, of squash bugs, but from what you described, the damage that you described is actually listed in the University of California Integrated Pest Management as one of the symptoms for squash bugs. So you may want to just we- type in squash bug UC IPM and look that up and see okay. if that's what you're seeing. And what's the quick cure for squash bug? Um, actually, neem oil or insecticidal soap will kill them in the nymph stages. Um, harder to get the bigger ones. Uh, yeah, you might and, want to use something like eight. And I, don't, I don't see bugs anywhere. I've cut the vines and looked inside. There doesn't seem to be any. Uh, I don't know. I can't identify a squash bug. Right. So in the, absen- in the absence of any insect, you know, we're left with disease or water. And the five yeah. ounces is kind of seems light to me for a, a squash plant with those big leaves, especially as yeah. their vines are getting further, uh, yeah, further out. out. Yeah. So I would think about increasing the amount so that that circle that's watered is probably about two feet wide and down okay. six to twelve inches, and give that a try as well. Thank you very much for the call, okay. Phil. Hope it Perfect. hope it works. Thank you. Take care. Um, I guess we do have time. Now we will go to El Cajon and speak to Pamela. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a problem with watering also. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, I've called in, I've talked to him several times about the difficulties. I no longer seem to be able to grow roses like I used to. They just don't thrive no matter what. Well, um, this last week, uh, uh, I 
I hadn't watered my roses uh, while it was raining, and uh, I had our gardener used a probe and went down, and the it was dry. You know, the the rose bed was dry, <clears throat> and so she watered. For uh, we and we have an irrigation system on those roses, and we uh, uh, she watered for uh, three quarters of an hour, and then used the probe again, and it was down three three inches. It was it was wet three inches deep, and I was wondering. Um, I've never I've never done this before, and I was wondering how deep should we water uh, how. How, yeah, how, how much, how deep the water should be go uh, to be to, for the for the roses to be thrive. How old are the roses? How long have they been there? Well, um, they were all replaced uh, several years ago. Yeah. You- I was. I would suggest that they be watered to at least a foot, yeah, so exactly. twelve inches down. And I think you just you, by explaining the way your gardener watered it, that slow trickle for three quarters of an hour is a great way to get the water where deep, you want it to be deeper, in the root yeah. zone and deep. And so it just seems that you might want to do it for a longer period of time, yeah, or increase yeah, the flow that, a little bit. But that's a great example I, of the slow trickle to get the water around the root ball and deep. Correct. Okay, now so that thing, that's that's one thing. I also heard somebody told my daughter that well water was not good water for growing plants. Is that true? The short answer is it depends. It depends on your well water and what your mineral salt content and, and yeah. salts etc are in your water. But it should be fine oh. theoretically. I mean, Have you ever had that tested? To, to see what the mineral content is and no that uh, that's the next thing that's the the other thing you know we had our well went dry and it was down I think it was down this uh, 250 or 300 feet deep so we had to dig again and this time we had to go down 800 feet wow. And and we have now we have two pumps. It's costing us like crazy um, because we have a, a tower that, or, you know, uh, we have a pump that brings the water up to the surface, and then uh, a, a tower that fills up, and another pump to to spread the water around. Okay, so uh, I have spent since the new well that we are having so much trouble. Well, we, um, I would consider getting that uh, well tested. Um, you could before you, or not the well, the well water tested. Before you do yeah. that, I would change the water so that you're getting the deep soaking that you need. Um, save yourself the testing if you want and just see if that doesn't encourage the roses to start doing better. We are going to have to take a break. So thank you very much for the call, Pamela. And I hope that helps you out. Uh, You are listening to Garden Talk on 
AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We've got to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And welcome back to Sweet Garden Talk and Roses here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. If you'd like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170. Before we get to our subject of houseplants and things... I think we ought to go to Tierra Santa and answer a an avocado question. Good morning, Linda. How Good morning. are you? I'm I'm fine. Um, we have a Haas avocado tree that's about five years old, and my husband was watering it uh, one time a week one time a week for thirty minutes. That was before the heat spell, and then he started watering it. Uh, for 15 minutes every 48 hours during the heat spell, but and we have all these little avocados that have, are dropping off the tree. So what are we doing wrong? I think probably a lack of water has caused stress on your plant, and the first thing it's going to do is drop all those drop avocados. Fruit, yeah. So, oh. um, so I think you went the wrong direction with the watering. I know you increase oh. the frequency, but the duration needs to be longer to to prevent the stress, and that's probably what happened to it. Oh, okay. So how long should we water it? Well, <clears throat> go- well again, the, answer, the, the short answer is it depends on how large it is. You want to water the basin underneath that tree. How was the 30 minutes? How was the tree doing with the 30 minutes once a week? Was the fruit uh, staying on the tree? Yes, that then, was before the heat spell. Then then I would have added a midweek watering of about the same duration. Um, when he went to the 15 minutes, did we get rid of the 30-minute watering, or did we maintain the yes. 30 minutes and just add? No, he he went to the <clears throat> 15 minutes every 48 hours. So he was using more water and getting... Uh, Poor result, lesser results. And, and how yeah. is it being watered? Is it is it on a drip system? Uh, here, I'm going to have you talk to him. Hold on. Oh, now you did it, Georgie. Yeah. Well, I I think we go back to it was yeah. the 30 minutes was working. It and, was, and, and I was just curious if it was getting all the way out. And if the heat was a problem, then we add water. Don't take away the 30 minutes. Correct. And if anything increase the duration so it's watering out a, a, a larger circle correct agreed i think we're now, going to the same since, path since since she's gone looking for him do i hang up or no, do I, yeah i'm oh, here okay okay go ahead <laughs> <laughs> welcome yeah, back I, w- I was and 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 earlier when i was doing the 30 minutes they were turning black and they would fall off and uh since i was uh, and I had a real bumper crop. There are really a lot of them this year. 
add, don't subtract. Okay. And so, so it, at the thir- thirty minutes, but maybe uh, uh, the duration or the the times of the thirty minute waterings. I don't. I don't think the timing matters. Well, the time that you do it doesn't really matter. It just uh-huh. needs to happen, and over the course of time, the the duration should increase. So, if thirty yeah. minutes has been good for the last couple of years, it's probably time to go to 40, 45, maybe even a 60-minute watering cycle. And then when we're okay. going to have the heat spell like we've had, uh, throw an extra watering in there in the middle of the week to to get them through. But don't okay. shorten the time because it's not going to put enough, it's not going to wet the root zone enough. Okay. Well, thanks for your help. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Yeah, uh, Bye. That's what. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, agreed. Right. Yeah. And and but your point, which is valid, is the tree's five years old. So if it's been working well at for five years in this manner, and it's not working well now, we might want to just increase the the, the ring. If we right. Go, what, go what's getting wet and the time. Agreed. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we're all on the same page here. You know yeah. what I like on on modern sprinkler systems is the ability to do intervals vice vice. Tuesday and Sunday, or or days. By doing intervals, I just shorten it by one day sometimes. It makes all the difference. Instead of going every six days or every seven or eighth day, if we're going to get a heat wave, I move it to five and just let it or four and let it work that way. And right. it's a great invention. I think that's a that's reasonable. Yeah. And I people get into the it's worked this way for years, so I don't need to change anything mentality, and that works with a lot of things, right. but not but with irrigation usually. And, and certainly yeah, not with plants that have matured and are, right. are 10 bigger, times bigger exactly. than they were five years ago when you put them in the ground. Right. Roots you know, these, all these growing. phone calls are cutting into our chit-chit-chat time. Is we that can, okay? Do you we, wanna, we can talk. You want to talk to Fran from Vista yes, about her society chives? Society chives or society garlic? Good morning. Okay. Good morning, we'll guys. Find out. Uh, long time no call in, um, but I am preparing some um, kind of orders, and I use the uh, society chives to decorate the plate. And somebody asked me if it's edible. I know the garlic um, chives are are okay to eat, but the other ones I'm not sure. Do you know? Uh, what are we calling society, society? Society garlic. So you're talking about society garlic. No, no, the society chives, and then there is the garlic ones. Yeah. Two separate things, and I I know that the garlic ones you can eat, but the other ones, I'm not sure, the society garlic. I think we might be confusing. There's regular chives and garlic chives. Right. And then there's the ornamental plant society garlic. Oh, Um, is society garlic? Yes, I think so. It's a very pretty pink. Yeah, yeah very. Uh, lar- it has a very pungent odor if you break off the 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 uh, leaves. leaves. Yeah, it's kind of a and kind leaf. of a violety purple flower that extends above the the plant. Is that what we're talking yes, about? Yes, that's it. Correct. Yeah, yep. I, those. If they're not edible, I wouldn't be here because I used to cook with them all the time. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so that that's a testimony it. that they are okay to eat. Then. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. As long as. Well, as long as you don't, as yeah, long as they're not treated with any kind of pesticide, or, or your exactly. dogs live nearby them. Exactly. Oh, no, uh, totally organic. Nothing. Uh, okay, they'll be on fine the then. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, they'll Thank be fine. You guys, I'm continuing to listen. Well, very good. Thanks, Fran. Thanks for the call. If you'd like to give us a call, the number here is eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Go ahead. I was just going to say we we 
we grow that a lot. We have a bunch of it in front of the nursery in Poway, but we recently brought in some that were growing in our pond uh, in Poway, and I didn't know it was a water plant. It's amazing okay. with the, some the versatility of some it's of these. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 That's it? Well, it's a nice – I had an old neighbor uh, when I lived in Rancho Penasquitos who hated that plant. Whenever I used my weed whacker around it, yeah, he would jokingly – Text me or call me or scream, Joe, all, all in good fun. Scream over the fence, you know. You think stop, so? Stop, stop. Yeah. 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 Well, when they trim them out front in the nursery, you can it's smell so, it for the yeah. for the rest of the day, if not longer. It is very pungent, and it's a super durable plant. Right. It is. And it's funny that it can be grown in strange that it can be grown in water because it is one of the most drought tolerant plants you'll come across, and still right. thrives and blooms. Um, you know, we had a perfect segue when we went into the first break. Mark was talking about his Hoya blooming outside, and we were going to talk about houseplants. But, you know, that was so long ago, I don't even know if it's segwayable anymore. Maybe after the next break, but we do have something to talk about Society Garlic, though. Why is it called Society Garlic? Do you, do you know? I, I, no, I don't. I do not know. There's an old saying that it, there's a rumor that it tastes like garlic without giving you a lot of the garlic after, ta- uh, after breath. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Bad it breath. dissipates more quickly. So more quickly. Can... Right. And that's society. why it's called society okay. garlic. It's more polite to eat that. Uh, I would have said it just grows in groups, so therefore it's a, in a and society. And that's fair, but that's not where the rumor that's comes a good, from. <laughs> Thank you. I'll that's just, a good thoughtful just answer. Just throw it in there, you know. Way to go. Um, did you know that or did I, you no, just I actually, look that No, I, I actually knew that one. Why? Interesting. Because when, when, when people told me that it was edible 25, 30 years ago when I came to California, I looked it up to verify that it was edible, and right. that's where I learned about it. Excellent. Okay. Well, Fran thanks you, and the other 17 people listening uh, thank you (laughs) as well. Um, If you would like to give us a call, the phone number here is 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170 and KPRZ. We're going to take our last break, break, and we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. <laughs> Pamela, thanks for calling us back. Um, we were up against the break, and I sent you away prematurely. How can we help you? Oh, well, I'm glad to go. Thank you for taking me again. Um, I had a, a rose. I have a rose in a tub. And for it was the one rose that was doing well. It was it was loaded with blooms. It was lots of, and a rabbit came along and ate all the leaves off, or uh, <coughs> a lot more than. <coughs> excuse me. They they will certainly do that, and we sometimes well, have to well, fence them at the nursery. Well, I we we fenced it, but not fast enough. And um, I was wondering, 
uh, we thought we would get it back, but it doesn't look like it's doing very well. Once again, the, uh, the I was watering it like crazy because it was in a tub and, you know, the heat and everything. And I, the gardener seemed to think I was giving it too much water. I never get it right. But I, I, I was wondering what, now we don't know that we're going to even save the rose. Is that, do you have any? It should come back from yeah, that. Yeah, it'll come back. I, I would be surprised if it does not. We We have cut them back. We've had them eaten back. And I have chopped back roses in our rose pruning class to just the nub, just the, the bud which, Isn't there one today? And they come back. Yes. I don't think we have a plant to cut back that far. So I would expect it to come back out. I'd give it some food, yeah, keep up with the water, it. Mm-hmm. and it should come out pretty quickly. And, did yeah, you have, and, and food would be a good idea, right? Yes, yes, absolutely would. Did you have another question? No, that was it. Was this rose? I she, last time we we talked about it, she decided. She said, "I don't think it's going to, you know, recover. It didn't. It wasn't doing anything at all." How long ago and did one, it get eaten? Uh, about a month ago. It should be starting to put out new growth. And it, if there are any dormant bud eyes down there, which I'd be shocked if there were not, correct? Then they should be starting to sprout pretty quickly right now. Okay. Okay. And feed it. I'll feed it. Yes, give it a shot of food. Uh, With the shorter, cooler days, it should come out very quickly right now. I've noticed a lot of plants at my house, a couple of climbing roses that may have not gotten quite enough water over the last couple of months have started putting out lots of new growth right now. Good luck with it, Pamela. Thanks thanks for calling us back. Uh Um, Bye-bye. It is, the plants know that the days are shorter. Right. Whether we do or not. They do, and they know that it's a little bit cooler. Cooler, absolutely, they do. And so now the same water is adequate. Right. The, now that that plant will probably come back, providing it didn't get, you know, completely dried get, out, get croaked in get, the interim. Well, it, well, it's just pondering. You know, if, if the gardener thought it wasn't coming back and had stopped watering, going, okay, this one's done, uh, then it may not come back. Gotcha. Um, during uh, that call, I got a text from Chuck letting me know that he was listening, so we're up to 18. Okay. <laughs> so pretty, pretty good. Um, uh, do you still want to broach houseplants a little bit since we're getting – might as well. We Hoyas, talk about it. Hoyas would segue us there, would it not? How many Hoyas do you have, Mark? Uh, three. Three in hanging baskets, and two of them are flowering. One of them's not. And you said they're in full sun or mostly sun? Most, Yeah, most – In the backyard? Yeah, in the backyard, yeah. So uh, how close to, do they get afternoon shade is where um, I was headed with my they question. They get a little bit of shade in the afternoon, okay. yes. Okay. Because most plants, I mean, most of our house plants are tropical plants. Correct. You know, and they, and they live in these forests with, you know, big canopies, and that's why they, they do well in our houses with Correct. lower light situations. I mean, Hoyas are fairly bulletproof. I mean, unless you overwater them or something. But, I mean, typically... And it's growing like a like a weed. I, I never really cared for Hoyas, but now they're one of the most popular yeah, craze plants. And and Mary just texted us. We're up to eighteen. Very well, good. Well, nineteen. 19, 19, yeah, 19. Your math skills. Sorry, I just, um, yeah. Oh, the, 19. <laughs> as she says, yes. What other do you have any other house plants? Um yeah, I have a I have a couple of ficus trees too. Yeah, we we have a lot of fine, uh, both house plants and 
regular garden shrubs that we grow right. as houseplants on our porch. I mean, they're grown up against the house. I was going to say, you know where my houseplants do the best? Outside. Outside, yeah. Ours, our, we have a, a bunch of beautiful plants outside our porch. And some of them, the, uh, the begonias that we dug up at uh, Widener's, oh, Widener's yeah. two years ago when they, when they had that, uh, Capri and I went up, I think we dug up five, maybe four. Um, was it two years ago? Was two I would have said one. I think, I think okay. it was two years ago. Go I, if you see, I, I may be wrong. I just it, it's been a while. Well, maybe it was one, but regardless of when, it's been over a year, um, and <laughs> and we lost a couple of them. But some of them are still thriving and blooming like crazy right now on our front porch. Just spectacular. And I would, yeah. you know, now those are in the begonias. We are outdoor plants, but we grow them as I said more like our house plants, right? right. Next to ficus and sensevaria, the snake plants, some ferns. And host, um, uh, we have some fuchsias hanging out there. My sister's number 20. Okay. <laughs> um, do you know why my houseplants do better outside? Because you You're more them. likely to water them. Uh, exactly. And feed them because they're closer to where the food is. More likely to water them. Right. And I don't have to be careful watering them. Right. Yeah. So well, that's, the, that's the real reason. And, 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 and I, so I think true. that's the important thing yeah. with the, the plants that we have out front, too, because we have a hose bib right there, and you just walk around and water all the plants and, they, and you don't they worry about it getting all over the floor and you can yeah. you can actually water the leaves which is recommended recommended periodically right. to you know clean off the dust and the debris right and you can do that when it's outside a lot more easily than you can when it's on your you know living room floor in a Correct. big pot now one of the things that brought us to house plants was a an exchange that we had as we were departing the studio one week ago is that correct perhaps so that's right Yes. Uh, what? One of our wanna, well, yes. The, the, I think the show that follows us, uh, Brian oh. has a Ming yeah. plant, right? Yeah, Ming Aurelia, which is yeah. the Aurelia. Ming Aurelia. Ming Aurelia. Yeah. And he uh, did he croak one? Yeah. No, uh, he bought a bad one. Okay, yeah. so he bought a bad plant, and, yes. and, and yeah, he, he didn't. He kill replaced it. it, and we just started talking about taking care of house plants. And it actually was our Wednesday wisdom this week for the Facebook page for for the and, nursery. And it and it. Tied to watering, which right. is totally contrary to what we would suggest he do, but it's working, correct? Correct. And what, what, what is that? No, you want to expand on that? Well, I think he's giving it four ounces of water every day. What is that about right? That is about right. Yeah. And it's working, which is, and I started to correct him in the hallway and tell him, no, don't do that. But, but it's working. It's working. If it ain't it. broke, don't fix it. That's that, and that's, I and I was up at his place on Tuesday, and we were chatting and about feeding. And so, do you feed your house plants? I wow. do. I, I put it's the funny. I grow, don't, but only because I forget about it. And because you're lazy. It, exactly. Yeah. I put grow power planting tablets in everything. And and we do the same thing for our our porch plants, which are our house plants. And those grow. And I was telling Brian that he might want to feed those. Right. Uh, and the grow power tablets are phenomenal. Yeah, and we could either sell him a package of Grow Power tablets, or I could pocket a couple of actual tablets, tablets and bring it for him and let him just try. Get it. It, yeah, dip his feet in. I but, went to visit Brian on Monday, and he wasn't there. Well, he was going to be there because he knew I was coming. So exactly, I went to El Cajon on Monday, and you were not there. And the but, gentleman said, "No, he's not here today." And I just happened to be there. I was at the bank next door, and he did offer to help me. And I said, "No, thank you." Just wanted oh, to say. Contrary, goodbye. he's actually he was in Escondido. He says, "Yes, I was in, in El Cajon." So, do, when you're feeding your house plants, whether they're the, the porch plants or actually in the house, like in Brian's case, do do you not feed them in the winter because they t- you know we talk about not feeding plants in the in the downtime, but house plants in the house 
yeah, don't really have a downtime. Down so do you still I, feed I, yours? Totally agree. I yeah. would feed them whenever I think right. about it. Uh, agreed. Right. I was just curious uh, in talking with some of our customers. Well, it's winter. I'm not going to feed my plants. But. Yeah, okay, we're them. really running. I, did you say 30 seconds? Oh, that means yeah. we got to go. You have been listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. Brian and Auto Talk is up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.